0: Aloha! Welcome to Abe's Ukulele Podcast, the podcast for teachers and players of the ukulele. I'm Abe. In this episode, I want to share with you the conversation I had with Mike Holzer. Mike is the chief ukulele evangelist of the Allegheny Ukulele Collective and the director of the Allegheny Ukulele Soiree in Altoona, Pennsylvania, in the USA. I am so blessed and honored to have been invited to perform and teach at the Soiree this year. I had a great time teaching and sharing the stage with so many other amazing musicians. I'll be releasing three podcasts that I recorded there in total. If you want more and you can't wait, be sure to check out last year's episodes that I recorded at the Soiree. There's a lot of great insight and conversations in there. This podcast is brought to you by the generous support of listeners like you. It does take a lot of time and money for me to create this podcast, and I'm always striving for a fun, entertaining, and insightful experience for you. If you'd like to chip in a buck or more a month to help me out, you can do that in the tip jar, and it takes less than 30 seconds. Subscribing automatically gets you bonus episodes as they're released. I am so grateful for the support. If you're not in a place where you can contribute, Hakuna Matata. No worries. I totally get it. The best thing you can do to help the show, and it's free, is just to tell a friend. The portable ukulele inspiration that is this podcast is just going to keep getting better. In any case, thank you so much for listening. With that, on to my conversation with Mike. Okay, so, looks good. All right, so who are you and what are you doing here? Uh, my name is Mike Holzer, and I'm the
1: festival director of the Allegheny Ukulele Soiree.
0: Awesome. So um, how do you think it went so far, even though technically we're not done yet? Uh, no, this
1: year's been great. Um, we have uh, This year we have about at least 50 more people than we did last year. Uh, we had a lot of walk so I don't have our final numbers yet, but we had a really good group this year. We outgrew our previous space, and we're in a new venue, and we're possibly close to uh, the new venue's uh, capacity already.
0: Jeez. Wow. It's already, uh, what do you call that, you you need a new shell already?
1: It's possible. We're going to take a look at some things, and we have some thing, decisions to p- possibly make for next year, but we're, we're definitely going to be here again next year.
0: Awesome. Well, that's exciting. I'm really happy to hear that. Um so what are the things that uh, you've been working on this year with the Allegheny Ukulele Collective to build up to this?
1: Oh, geez. So it's you know really a nine-month process. Um, about a month before last year's festival, I had um, booked our first headlining act, The Quiet American. So technically, we're like at a 14-month cycle. Um, but I'm still in negotiations with next year's hopeful um, headlining act. So that'll be the first big thing that happens. Then we, you know, take a little bit of a break. And then by June, we start compiling our short list of people we'd like to invite for 2020. And then by August, September, hopefully, we will have everyone decided and booked. And then we'll decide pricing and any merch we're going to do. And then we'll open up registration in October. And then it's just, you know... You know, anxiety dreams for the next six months until we <laughs> hit our numbers that we need to uh, make sure it's going to be a successful. Festival
0: that that sounds pretty good though. I mean, it's better than like last minute, night before kind of like, oh no, where's everybody? Um, so, is it a secret, or can you tell me? Is it Jake and James duo? It,
1: it, it is not Jake and James. Um, we we are very close to being able to name it, but I I don't have a a firm enough commitment yet to even put it on the podcast where you might be able to edit it out later.
0: (laughs) Okay, I totally get it. I understand. Um, In a perfect world, well, no, that's too cliche. In a world where I had no budgetary limits and I could invite whoever I wanted? Yeah.
1: Well, then it would be Jake and Jim, or uh, Jake and James. And Jim? And Jim. That would be awesome too. Um, Since, you know, Jim Beloff kind of started well, did really start the latest wave and we wouldn't have, you know, festivals all around the country without mm-hmm. uh, Jim Beloff and his work on the ukulele. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and I th- I think I'd really like to see uh, Taimane mm-hmm. would be here. Aldrin Guerrero would be fantastic.
0: Take note, y'all. You got to come to this. This is a shout out to Aldrin and Taimane.
1: Yeah. Let's see. Who else would I love to have that we haven't been able to get yet? Um. It's, I mean, there's only so many people we can get every year. I mean, even if we had like no budget, we'd still, I mean, where we are now, we're limited to five classroom spaces. So at the most, we're going to have, you know, 10-ish, you know, instructors. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: actually that's what we had this year. So if we had no budget, we could probably take it up to like 14 instructors. Wow. Uh, It might be a
0: little overwhelming. It would
1: be extremely overwhelming for our attendees. I mean... If someone were to take every workshop, every workshop block they could, they'd have eight, I think it's eight workshops throughout the weekend. And it doesn't seem like a lot, but add on the concerts and the jams, and it's an exhausting weekend. It's a great weekend, but an exhausting weekend.
0: I was thinking originally for the planners, like planning that many workshops, um, not just the teachers, but mostly the you guys. Yeah. Putting it on.
1: Yeah, so the scheduling isn't too bad, but going through everyone's um, workshop options and comparing them against everyone else's, because you don't want it too much overlap. That that's really where the the difficulty comes. It's like, okay, what workshops are we going to have? Because some people, like um, Sarah and Craig, for instance, have like two dozen different workshops. They can do and have a document that says everything that they can do and they're coming up with new stuff all the time. So that's great. But then some people like yourself, you've only got, you know, maybe six different workshops that you're comfortable teaching at a Mm -hmm. festival. And so the people who have fewer, we need to really check on first or go through first, like, all right, what from them do we really, really want? And um, once we have those, then we can go to the bigger artists who have the larger selection and really pull in those items.
0: Yeah. And then you have people like me who realize too late that I have two things on the same day and then have to throw the schedule off and cram it in. I had one person tell me like they were kind of conflicted, like, should I do this one or this one? And then I felt instantly like that was my mistake because the scheduling, uh, oh, anyway. So thank you for... <laughs> It accommodating out, me. We, we
1: had a couple of changes that just happened to mesh well together. so
0: that's great. So were you able to sit in on any and learn anything yourself, or were you just working the whole time?
1: I was just working the whole time. I'm hoping that I'll be able to catch one today. That's that's one of the. Uh, downsides of being the festival director, that often you don't get to enjoy your own festival in the way that everyone else does. What's the the saying? Like the uh, shoemakers, children have no shoes, something like that. That's
0: terrible. Shoemaker, (laughs) get your kids some shoes. Um, Oh, that's awesome. So you can kind of sit back now, right?
1: I can. um, I have a little bit of prep work I got to do this morning. and. We have some equipment we got to move around, and we we have depleted the total number of chairs that the venue has. So we now have to move chairs from the concert venue, the concert hall last night, and repopulate one of the other classrooms where we took almost every chair
0: out. Wow. So um, just to make it clear, this festival is so awesome that they can't handle you, right? <laughs> they didn't... They knew what they were getting. they didn't understand
1: what they were getting <laughs> is the best way I can describe it. I think they have a good idea now and next year they'll be ready for us.
0: that's great. Um, well, I hope it doesn't you don't outgrow it too quickly, but I get a feeling you'll probably outgrow it pretty soon.
1: i th- I, I agree. I think we're going to enter a year or two of controlled growth where we're just where we'll actually set some hard limits and, you know, don't exceed those until we know there's enough demand to kind of go to the next step up venue. We do have a convention center in town, but at that point, you know, we're going to be needing like 400 people at the festival. So I think there's going to be – we have to build up enough demand before we can make that leap.
0: That's cool. Oh, man. It's kind of like a little scary, but also – really exciting at the same time. Managing 400 people, I don't even know how you do that.
1: We manage, you know, 200, 225. Now it's only twice the work.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just get twice as many um, staff and then it's the same, right?
1: Yeah. And and one of the nice things about um, the venue we're at now um, is that it is a conference center. So they set up the rooms, they set up the chairs, they set up the tables. We... Um, where we were the last three years, it was technically a conference center, but it was like an unmanaged one, so they had everything, but we had to set everything up. So when we set up this year, it was all we had to do was put up signs and set up our registration table, and we were pretty much ready to go.
0: That's great. Um, so I got to let you go do your work, but as a nuclear player yourself, what's something that you are um, working on now, in your own personal practice?
1: I am terrible at finger picking, and that is my goal: is to be much less terrible at finger picking. Mm-hmm. I picked up, uh, picked up, but ah! um the um, beginning finger picking book from the Quiet American, mm-hmm. um, and I'm really looking forward to going through that and expanding my abilities because I I really like to pick, but I just don't quite know what I'm doing yet.
0: I don't know what I'm doing half the time, so you know, welcome to the club. <laughs> um, any new ukuleles in your uh, menagerie?
1: Oh, uh, since last year, let me think. Um, I think the only new one that is my personal one is I have a CocoBola ukulele now. Ooh, uh, CocoBola ukes in Nicaragua. It is. It's a beautiful uke. It's got a wonderful finish. I'm really happy with it. And then um, in the front of ukes that I do not personally own, um, our club received a donation of um, 24 Cordoba ukuleles this year uh, through the Cordoba Cares program for our educational purposes. And they all live in my basement. I have them hanging from the ceiling, kind of like fish on a string. Ever- the, like the strings on the
0: back of the um, – like from the tuning pegs, right?
1: Actually, I have them hanging from their um, in their they're in their gig bags, and I have the gig bags carabinered into like sets of four or five, and then those are clipped onto chains. hanging from Oh, that's
0: ceiling. awesome!
1: It, it, it's impressive when you walk in there and you just see like this wall of towers of hanging ukuleles.
0: So you can kind of just grab like. You know, if you need eight, just two packs.
1: Exactly. We have a um, kids' crash course ukulele workshop today where we're just, we have an hour to teach the kids that are going to be here everything they need to know to get started on the ukulele. And so when I was getting ready, I'm like, hmm, how many do we need? Oh, let's grab four bundles. And I just unclipped four sets. And so we've got more than enough for
0: tonight. Awesome. So you can bring your kids to the soiree, right? So right now, the. The eight, the target ages for
1: ki- are twelve and up. Um, we have, like I said, we have the workshop this year specifically for kids from like five to twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't really have a kids track this year. In the future, we hope to have something that's like a maybe like concurrent with Sunday. We have that track running, and mm. you can bring your kids and have a good time.
0: That's exciting. Well. Mike, I could probably talk to you all day, but uh, we don't have all day, so thanks for sitting down with me. Thanks, Abe. This was great to see you again. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Stay tuned for the next few. They'll be coming out real soon. As always, I'd love to hear what you think of the show. You can use the feedback link in the show notes or send an email to podcast at ukuleleabe.com. That's ukulele and then ABE.com. Well, thanks again for hanging out with me. I really hope that you have a wonderful day, okay? I'll talk to you soon. Aloha!